Hello, everybody, and welcome to a brand new episode of All Queued Up, your review podcast type streaming services like Disney Plus, HBO Max, Hulu, etc., etc. I'm your host, Greg Dietz, and with me always is Maya Don Fisher. How's your week been? Been a pretty good week. Really good week, actually. Um, got, you know, got some pretty, uh, pretty big news. That you did. That you did. Uh, I was spoiled, everybody. I was spoiled before we record. So. Yes, yes. Greg gets spoiled with all the major news. I'm I'm privileged like that. You are privileged. <laughs> but that doesn't mean your life is any easier. It just means that you've had advantages <laughs> in certain aspects. Oh, sorry so about that confused. kind of privilege. I was, I was so confused to where this joke was going. I was like, why... We went off the rails for a second, but then I got it. I'm with you. <laughs> so I've made, and this has been a decision for a while, uh, not not an actual decision, but it's been a thought for a while. Uh, as, as most of our listeners know, and if you're new, don't let the voice fool you. I'm a woman, transgender. Um, if you've been listening for this long and I've been calling her Maya and, and she, her, and you go, oh, um, I don't know what to do for you. Yeah. Yeah. So I've, uh, I'm, I'm undergoing gender reassignment surgery. Um, my first consultation is in December, uh, the week before Christmas, the week of Christmas, actually just a few days before Christmas. So Yeah. Uh, I do have to undergo laser hair removal down there first, though. So that actually starts tomorrow as of recording. Uh, so I'm sure about this time tomorrow afternoon, I'm going to be in a little bit of pain and can call myself fire crotch. Um, because laser hair removal, I have had it done on my face and my neck. It gets pretty fucking warm. It doesn't hurt. But let's just say it can be uncomfortable with the heat intensity. Uh, so, yeah, I'm kind of dreading it. But it's a necessary uh, necessary thing to have done. Because when they surgically recre- reconstruct down there, there cannot be any hair growth on the inside. That can cause some massive nasty complications. So... Fun, yeah. fun, fun side story about that. I was I was explaining this to my mom because I was like, "This is big news for her," and she was like, "That is big news. That's awesome." Tell her, say congrats. I was like, "Great." And then I told her this part of the conversation that you just told us. Yeah. And she goes, "Inside? What does that mean?" And I went, "Well, here's the thing." And she was just like, "Oh, oh, okay. We don't have to talk about that." <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I'm. I'm uh, tell her I said thank you, uh, but yeah, I'm super excited. You know, it's, it's it's been something that I've wanted to do for years. Um, it's also something I never thought was feasible because that procedure costs a shit ton of money. My insurance covers it entirely, 100%. 
So I'm like, wait, what? I found that out in May. So I discussed it with Misty. I was like, look, my insurance covers it. Yes, I know that it's a very high risk. Um, but it's something I really want to do. And we discussed it and we talked it out and we decided, okay. You know, it's not a decision I made by myself. It's like, I'm doing this and you're just going to have to live with it. No, you know, I mean, she's on board. We've discussed it. She's agreed. She's consented. Which has always been my biggest thing is how does this affect my family? How does this, because it's not just me, it's them as well. All of my decisions have been made with them in mind with her and our daughter. Um, but yeah, so going in December, uh, laser hair removal, you know, takes 10 months minimum. You have to go once every four weeks. Um, so the earliest it'll be happening will be next July, probably at the earliest. So I'm looking at 11 months out minimum. But and if anyone's curious about this, the sake of the podcast, we'll be taking a break during that time. But that's <clears throat> a, a while away, so we'll not. Yeah, that. yeah, and and um, the hospital stay itself is like a five or a six day stay. But what I'm hoping is. I'd be able to, if we had to take a week off, we could, but I'm hoping to be able to take my computer with me. And, you know, I don't know how that'll work. I will find out when the time comes, but that's neither here nor there. That's a while off. Um, Greg brought up a, an important question uh, when I told him the other day. He's like, you know, I would have thought you would have gotten the voice surgery first because there is a vocal feminization surgery. Yeah. And trust well, me, I had on the podcast uh, years ago, got that. Mm-hmm, she did. Um, I hate my voice. And vocal sessions, voice training is expensive. Um. But the surgery is far more expensive, and the vocal surgery is not considered medically necessary, unlike the reassignment surgery is, so my insurance will not cover a penny of it. <clears throat> so, there's that. So, yes, that's why I'm not going with the vocal feminization surgery at this point in time. Uh, now, if anybody out there wants to start a GoFundMe and contribute to it, sure, I'll take it. But, yeah. I'll tell you what. I'll start one after I get a car. No, there you go. You got, you got your own things to worry about. But, but yeah, I'm just, I'm just really excited. Um, you know, aside from that, you know, it's been a, it's been a good week. Uh, been doing some painting, uh, playing D&D. You know, got a got a brand new book yesterday. It's the hardcover of the IDW publishing uh, comic of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It's the uh, collected trade of the Last Ronin, which is a 
wonderful story. Uh, quick premise, it's set in a dystopian future New York uh, where the Foot Clan has taken over and it's a descendant of the original Shredder. It's his grandson that has taken over and it's one lone surviving turtle. All of his brothers, Splinter, friends, they're all gone. And it's yep. just this one specific turtle who fights with the weapons of his fallen brothers. And they don't tell you until the last page of the first issue which turtle it is. Go out and spoil it. It's only five and, issues. So that would. Yeah, it's only five issues. Spoiler. It's only five issues. We're not going to spoil it here. If you're into comics, if you're into Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, I picked it up uh, from Big Bad Toy Store. I put it on pre-order several months ago, uh, and it came out a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I waited for my pile of loot. I waited for certain things to hit it, and then I shipped it, got it yesterday, read it yesterday evening. Beautiful art. It's written by Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird. Uh, you know, it's Art it stuff. took them. Sorry, it took them months to write this too, because each issue came out like what three or four months apart from one another. No, no, I don't think it was that long. I'm not entirely sure, uh, but I, mean, I know that's what I, that's what I read. I, I'm not. Yeah, I think they started the premise for the story back in 2018. Uh, but. But yeah, it's it's a beautiful story. It's well done. I was very satisfied with it. Go down to your local comic shop, ask for it. It's twenty nine ninety nine retail. Uh, you know, which breaks down to six bucks an issue, which breaks which for the price that you're getting, it's this beautiful hardbound comic with high gloss pages uh it's just yeah it's yeah, the, it's, so, it's wonderful so the first issue came out october of 2020 the second issue came out february of 2021 the issue after okay. that was may 2021 okay they may have done a quarterly release then and then yeah the fourth was september of 2021 and then the last one was like december december no, april january. April 27th, 2022. So, yeah, wow. That's part of, yeah. Wow. So, yeah. But, yeah, I highly recommend it. Can't recommend it enough. Um, but, yeah, that's 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 been my week. Um, big news. Mini painting. D&D. Turtles. You know, happy all the way around. How have things been going for you? How's your week been? Nah, it's stressful. With everything going on with the no car and trying to find a job, it's just been it's just been stressful. Like one day was like really good and everything was fine, and the next day was just all stress. Um, that's it. There's nothing more to it. Like, I just hope that you know the next day will bring good news. And certain individuals in my life are making it harder and. It's frustrating because I can't really say anything. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like. And then I beat myself up over making small mistakes that are 
easily fixable. So it's just, it's just every day is like, well, what today will make me want to just stay in bed and not fucking talk to anybody. Yeah. So I understand. It's, uh, I mean, the pause, there's, there's some pauses out there. Like you've helped me with a website that I'm going to use quite extensively. Like I was using, you know, LinkedIn and, uh, uh, what's the other website I was using? Indeed. Indeed. Thank you. Um, but it looks like the one you gave me is for mostly stay at home jobs. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, you know, Misty has been working from home since 20, since 2009. And then there were a few years she actually went back to not working at home. But she has been working at home consistently for the past eight years now. Um, before I went on disability for various reasons, I was working from home exclusively too. So both of us have been working at home exclusively since as far back as 2009. Um, but this website focuses solely on work from home jobs and they've been out for a, they've been out there for a long time and it, it didn't really become such a necessity until the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. It's a necessity for me now because, you know, I think that's, that's my biggest issue is that I want to find a job that isn't going to either a take me away from home for very long or that I can just do at home. Yeah. Uh, since I take care of my folks, I, I do a lot for them, a lot more than people would I probably think. And, um, one of the biggest like disappointments of this week is that I'm trying to get on a service that would allow me to get paid for taking care of my parents. Mm -hmm. The problem is, is that, they need to be on a service called Medi-Cal. So yeah. I went onto the site. It's called IHSS. And I filled out all the paperwork and all the applications and stuff. And I was kept, it kept saying, like, schedule an appointment to, talk, to, to, to do an in-person, like, completion situation. And I was like, okay, where do I do that? And I couldn't find a, an appointment. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? So I call my brother and I'm like, hey, you know, here's the situation. I need to, I need to get dad and I down there so dad can fill out the paperwork, yada, yada. It's just going to cost $60 with an Uber. And he was like, okay, here you go. So there's 60 bucks. And I was like, okay, thanks. Because um, he was like, I'll help whatever I can to make sure this gets through. I was like, cool. My dad and I get there. We talked to, there was, there was a whole bunch of extra shit. Like my dad can't stand for very long. Like he has crutches. He can't stand without assistance at all. But um he needed to sit down and uh, I go into the office and I'm like, I, I, I proceed to ask for a chair. And the guy was like, you need to wait out in that hallway. And I went, uh-huh. We're waiting in that hallway. I need a chair. And he goes, I didn't say it like that. I was like, I was like, I, I get that. My, my dad needs a chair. And he goes, you need to wait out in that hallway. And I, that's when I got pissed. I was like, we're waiting in that hallway. My dad can't stand for very long. Can I get a chair? And he goes, you guys need to wait in that hallway until you call. And I was like, and that's when I got mad. And I was like, I understand we are in that hallway. My dad can't stand without a chair. Can I get a chair? And this like kid in front of me is now like scared because I'm because I'm visibly upset. And he goes, he goes, Oh, do you need a chair? Uh-huh. Jesus. And he, goes, and he goes, We'll send someone out in a minute with a chair. I was like, okay, thanks. And so then a woman comes out and she was very nice and she gives my dad a chair. And then we waited for maybe 10 minutes. 
and a woman comes out. She's like, what can I help you with? And she was awesome. And I said, is there a situation? And explained all my stuff. And she goes, okay, so here's what you need to do. She gives me all the paperwork that I need to do stuff with, like mm-hmm. getting my fingerprints done and, and like how to schedule an appointment, all that shit. I was like, cool. Awesome. She goes, I know it's a workaround. I know it's a pain in the ass. We used to do everything here, but with the pandemic, it's changed. And so I understand if you're frustrated, unfortunately, it's just the way that we have to do things. I was like, no, I get it. You're you're good. Thank you for understanding, though. And she's like, no, I totally understand. It's very frustrating. She goes, anything else? And I said, well, he also needs to apply to be on IHSS so I can get paid taking care of him. And she goes, so uh, first things first, are you on Medi-Cal? Medi-Cal goes, no. She's like, well, that's what you have to do first. Then you can do all this other shit. I was like, God damn it. So we basically spent my brother's $60 to learn information, which isn't a, you know, it's, it's, it's more of a boon than it is a, 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 you know, negative, but yeah, it's frustrating. Yeah. And, uh, so now that we have the, all the information we need, we just needed my dad's doctor to sign off on him being on Medi-Cal. Because my dad's disability apparently pays too much for my dad to be on Medi-Cal. I'm like, what the fuck? It's so annoying. But, yeah, and as somebody who is on disability through Social Security, um, they don't pay you. You you don't even make the poverty threshold for one individual. It's like... You know, I get paid every month, uh, and I also get an amount for Madison because she's under 18. She lives at home. But the national poverty uh, level, what is that? The federal poverty level. I wouldn't know off the top of my head. Uh, for one individual, it's $13,590. So if you make less than that, you're considered to be impoverished. Um, I don't make that a year. I make less than that a year. Fortunately, I have a wonderful wife who is my sugar mama. Um, but no, no, we, we, uh, we are fortunately above for the household of three we're fortunately above the federal poverty level so yeah it sucks though it sucks being that close to it we're definitely in there i mean with me not having a job anymore and then my dad he gets paid um yeah no we're definitely in there yeah Anyway, the, 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 the rest of the story is that that's just, that's just how it was just stressful and it was frustrating. And then like, um, it's just like yesterday I got really pissed off at myself because I went to print out the information for my dad to get, uh, basically a, a, a paratransit bus pass. Mm-hmm. And, um, we have finally got the information from, from his doctor to, to get him okayed for that. I look at the paperwork I printed out from my brother, and I did not print out the paperwork for my dad to sign it. I printed out oh. everything else. Oh, so I started, I started beating myself up over it, and I was all pissed off and frustrated. And like, 
I don't know. The only thing that's really got me through this week is watching what we watched, playing Fall Guys with friends, and D and D. Like, if I'm being honest, like it's the only thing that's really got me through this week. Otherwise, I'd I don't know, be frustrated. I'd, I'd, yeah. But um, speaking of that, why don't we go ahead and get into our reviews? Well, what are we I'm reviewing done. today? I'm done talking about my personal shit. Uh, we are reviewing Sandman, which you can find on Netflix, all 10 episodes, uh, season one. And uh, Prey, which is the newest Predator movie, you can find on Hulu. And outside of the country, which I found out this morning, you can watch on Disney+. Plus. Mm-hmm. My Canadian friend was like, I really want to watch Prey, but it's, it's, not, it's not here on Hulu. And I was like... Well, we gotta find it somewhere, and then it dawned on me. I was like, "That's right, Disney Plus." And so he checks Disney Plus. He's like, "Yeah, it's on here." <laughs> so, if you awesome. listen to us outside of the United States, Disney Plus. Yes, yes. Uh, well, speaking of prey, wow! <laughs> I was looking forward to it. I did not realize how much I was going to enjoy it. It was incredible. It was genuinely fucking incredible. It's hard to be like, like, because the plot of this is a Comanche tribe is attacked by a predator. Like, that's, yeah. that's the plot. Um, yeah, it, it, it's set in the Northern Great Plains in the U.S. in 1719. Uh, a predator is dropped off. Uh, like it's, it's has like he's traditionally got, like, been shown. It's like he's got primal, like like um, his his outfit and gear seems less very, advanced than very bestial. Yeah. Um, which makes sense. I mean, it's what three hundred years in the past, something like that. Yeah. Uh, but this uh. This Comanche tribe, uh, it's really focusing on Naru, uh, who it revolves around her. She's a very skilled Comanche warrior, and she's basically fighting against the wilderness fur traders and this predator to help keep her people safe. She wants to be this great hunter. The rest of the tribe is like, you can't be a hunter. You're a woman. Her brother, her older brother realizes that she is a great hunter and is very supportive of her. But yeah, it's, oh man, it's just very well done. Yeah, it's what I think makes it so, so much fun to watch is it's simple it doesn't try to do too much like if you watch predators or the predator the two movies that came out after the after 2010 i think it was 2014 and 20 what 16 something like that uh predators i think came around in 2011 um i enjoyed that one that was aside from the original i think predators was probably my second favorite predator movie the one where the eight strangers uh, yeah, are yeah. taken to the Predator homeworld. Yeah, I enjoyed that one. Well, that's that's my point, is that those two movies tried to make Predator more complex. 
But where Predator, any Predator story shines, obviously, is when the Predator is doing his hunting. It's when you are focused on the human that the Predator is hunting. That's when it's the most entertaining. Um, I don't dislike any Predator movie. I just want to make that clear. I even like the cheesy fucking Alien vs. Predator movies. But if you look at like why Predator, the original movie in, the, in 1984. 87. I thought it was 84. I swear to God I read 84. Um, I'm not questioning it because I don't genuinely. It's the 80s. Um, but like what makes those that movie and Prey so highly regarded? Where the other ones aren't. They kept it simple. Um, I think that Predator 2 tried to go a little bit further than just simple. Mm -hmm. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But it's like it's like it's like the Ninja Turtles, for example. The Ninja Turtles are the best and so much more fun when they're in New York, when they're doing New York crime fighting, they're fighting Shredder. Maybe even mutagens, maybe even Krang from Dimension X is in New York, right? Yeah. When they go to fucking space and deal with the Triceratons or any other fucking spacefaring thing, it sucks. It's always kind of shit. And yeah. and it's because they try to take the turtles to more complex. And I feel the same way about Predator. Like, and that's why I think Predators and the Predator are fine movies. They're really good, but they're not better than Predator or now Prey. They're just not. And it's because it's just fun to watch the humans survive a predator hunting them. Yeah. And wow, this um, well, this this movie, it's out of all the movies in the Predator franchise, this one's rated at 92% currently on Rotten Tomatoes. The second highest is the original Predator from 87 at 80%. And then the next one's at like 62%. Several of them are in the 30s. Predator 2 being at like 35% or something like that. So that's how that's how well this movie has been regarded this early on. Um, and there's a direct tie-in to Predator 2, actually. I, yeah. I don't know. Did you catch that watching it or did some did you read it somewhere or something? No, I actually caught it watching it, and then I got to thinking about it, and then I went and watched the scene, and I was like, holy shit. Yeah, you told me about it. You were like, when you're done, check out you know, this, this connection. I was like, <gasps> which we'll just tell you now, if you're watching Predator, to, uh, Predator, check out Predator 2 at the last like 20 minutes. Yeah, not even the last 20. I mean, the last 15. It's Essentially, if you've seen Predator 2, the, the last fight, that Danny Glover has with the Predator on the actual Predator ship in the sewers. Um, after that fight, after that fight, he is given a gift from an elder Predator. Uh, Take it. Yeah. And it's a direct tie-in to Prey. We won't spoil it here. The other thing I want to praise Prey about is its proper depiction of Native Americans. Yes. Um, like, it wasn't offensive. 
It was really, really well put together. Everybody that was cast was a Native American. I don't know if they're all Comanche, but they're definitely made of Native American. Um, like, did a fucking stellar job with that shit. It's, they gave a shit so much about that, that they, um, uh, they have the entire movie dubbed in Comanche. Comanche, yeah. Um, granted, that you know, not to spoil too much, but French is still in French, and you can't understand it. Which I, I'm going to commend the movie on that, too. When the Frenchmen showed up, yeah, and they spoke, we have subtitles on, because my dad is, like, not he's hard hearing. They just had the subtitles in French. Yeah. So unless you know French, you don't know what they're saying. It adds so much to the movie. It so really much. did. It really did. Because, you know, I watch with subtitles as well. Um, just because. It's just more so, fun. <laughs> well, it's easier to catch dialogue. Sometimes you'll watch a scene and you don't quite catch what a character says. With the subtitles, I catch it. Yeah. Um, um, but, Yeah. I thought it added weight to those scenes of, you know, how it would feel to be in that situation and not understand anything that's being said to you or around you. I felt that definitely added weight to that scene uh, or those scenes in particular. It did. It absolutely did. Uh, I think I looked over at my dad at one point and I said, I don't know what the fuck he just said, but I understood it. Like, if you can give me a movie that I don't have to understand the dialogue exactly, I just have to understand body language and tone of voice. Well done. Yeah, yeah. And interesting note, because it's something I've never given thought to. But we're watching it. Misty and I are watching it. And the very first minute you see that Naru has um, a pet dog. And yeah. Misty says, did Native Americans have dogs? And I was like, you know, I'm not 100% sure. I'm going to assume that they did. And of course, you know, I pause it. I Google it and look it up. Yeah. Dogs were domesticated in the Americas, both North and South America, as far back as 10,000 BC. Native Americans had dogs as pets. Yep. We just never see it depicted in film because, hey, most depictions and portrayals of Native Americans in film has always been extremely racist and extremely negative. Yeah, they try over... to make them look like savages. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Native Americans and um, uh, Islanders, Pacific Islanders and whatnot, like they were always very welcoming of explorers. Mm -hmm. If you showed up on a boat and got off the boat, they were very like, hi, how's it going? Um, un until they were attacked and then they defend themselves. Um, and it's very like, it's very like disheartening to go back and look at old media and be like, Ooh, this is, this is real bad. Mm -hmm. You know, granted it is the way that it is because people didn't know better back then, or they just didn't care back then. 
Um, Cause I hear people like really good people, like people that, you know, did a lot of good for this world, but wouldn't give a flying shit about that. Like did Lincoln help free the slaves? Absolutely. Have you ever heard what, uh, uh, I can't think of his name. The guy that basically worked with Lincoln. He's a black guy. What the fuck's his name? I don't know. Oh my God. I have his face in my head. I have his whole fucking picture in my head and I can't think of his name. He wrote a thing about like Lincoln's actual thoughts on, on black people. He agreed that slavery was wrong, but Lincoln still saw black people as inferior. And that was just how people were raised then. Um, and so when you watch old, like, like in or uh, cowboy movies, they fight cowboys and Indians, you know, that's yeah. how they were presented. <clears throat> And they're always, you know, uh, I mean, shit, look at fucking Peter Pan. That's a great example. That is a family-friendly movie. People love Peter Pan. Tinkerbell is one of the biggest icons of Disney. There's a whole ass scene in that movie that is super racist to Native Americans. That's true. So, um... Like, granted, there's a lot of Disney racism. If you really want to deep, deep dive on that, it's, a, it's some of it's really fucking bad. Uh, Aristocats. Oof, that one's that one's real bad. But, like, everyone loves Mickey Rooney. His depiction of a fucking Asian landlord is real offensive. <laughs> In uh, Breakfast at Tiffany's. <clears throat> oh, oh. Never seen it. Yeah, it's his depiction. So he's a white man. If you know who Mickey Rooney is, he's a white man. Uh, he's a comedian. His depiction of a, of a... You know those old propaganda posters from World War II? Yeah. He basically... His costume looked like that. He put in big buck teeth. Mm. He had like big big round glasses. Squinted, like it's, it's bad. And... Uh, uh, it's really nice that we're getting content in these days that is not that anymore or is, is trying to correct that and pray is on the right fucking track. And I'm sorry if you see portrayals that are accurate and diverse and done in a positive light and you just automatically dismiss it as being woke. Fuck you. Oh, yeah, 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 straight up. Like, first off, I, I'm going to say this. I know we're getting really off track here. I do not understand the argument of calling something woke. Um, if anyone wants to privately message me and explain to me how that works, please do. Because the idea of the term woke is that you're awake to the truths of the world. You're awake to the idea of what injustices injustices have happened and you're trying to correct it. That's the idea of being awake or in another term woke. So if you are anti-woke, that means you really do want to make it, take America back to the 1950s, maybe even further back, which is very fucking telling to what kind of awful shitty person you are. No joke. So logic withstanding what <laughs>
anyway, <laughs> just fucking like I keep thinking to the uh, the shit I saw from the recent uh, CPAC convention in, in in Dallas. Oh uh, Jesus Christ! Yeah, I saw so much footage from that. I'm just like, y'all are in a cult. They're just in a cult. Like, there's no other word for it. The shit that they do and say, I'm just like, that's just fucking. Anyway, it's a cult. It's anyway, a... pray is awesome. Is wonderful. Uh, it's directed uh, by Dan Trachtenberg, who did a phenomenal job. Uh, the cinematography is beautiful. Yeah. The performances are wonderful. Uh, representation is accurate. It's strong. It's it's. Dare say it. This film's a fucking masterpiece of film. It really is. It really, really is. Uh, um, yeah, I'm going to give it an A+. Oh, absolutely. I echo that A+. Plus for... it's, it's rare that I actively want to watch a movie again. And I want to watch this movie again. Absolutely. I've seen the original Predator dozens of times. I own it on DVD. I have Predator 2. I've seen it a handful of times. I own it on DVD. I have the first Alien vs. Predator movie. I've got all the Alien movies on Blu-ray. You know, uh, I've always been more of an Aliens fan, but this, this, this is good. It's very, very good. Check it out if you haven't. It's on Hulu Plus in the United States, Disney Plus outside of America. Um, definitely check it out. Yeah, 100%. It, yeah. <clears throat> All right, let's move on to the the, the, the bigger topic, I assume. Um, Sandman, uh, adapted from the DC slash Vertigo comic series. Um, it's on Netflix. All, uh, there's 10 episodes currently uh, dropped at the same time, which was last Friday. Um, written by Neil Gaiman, who you might remember from his recent adaptation of, uh, well, not his recent, but anyway, it's an adaptation of his of his story, Good Omens. Mm-hmm. Which we fucking both loved. Yeah. Which was phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, so I guess synopsis time. Well, uh, the basic premise behind The Sandman, it focuses on Morpheus. He is the king of dreams, and he is one of the seven endless. Uh, the series opens with Morpheus being captured in an occult ritual in 1916. After he was held captive for 106 years, he escapes and he sets out to restore order to his realm, the Dreaming. Uh, that's essentially the plot is boiled down as succinct as you can get it yeah i think i i messaged you and you hadn't quite watched it yet or didn't watch enough but when it got to the point where he had to regain his objects to gain his power back mm-hmm. i think I, I messaged you and i was like the plot to the show is a fucking video game because i could see it being turned into a video game if they really wanted to you know <clears throat> you have oh yeah you have MacGuffins that your main character is trying to get back that's a video game um but the way the story flows in regarding to him getting those things back was so much more interesting than a video game. 
because in a video game you're going to do combat in a video game you're going to try to find like you're going to fight a bunch of things you're going to level up yada yada this was way more uh um philosophical or at least parts of it were yeah yeah the the, the uh morpheus or dream as he is commonly referred to yeah he's referred his, to his dream i think way more yeah uh his his actor is tom sturridge uh that guy did a phenomenal job i mean, like yeah I have never read the Sandman comics. Uh, I started working in a comic store in 1995 uh, as a teenager. Sandman was wrapping his run up, and I was just like, "No way! I'm going to try to track down all these back issues." Doesn't seem doesn't seem like something I would be into at the time. Yeah. So I never got around to reading it. This show makes me want to get the entire run. It's good. I remember back when I went to Comic-Con in 2009 or 2008. And you remember that girl I said that I met and tried to, you know, talk to all the time I was interested in? Mm -hmm. I think I told you that story. She was trying to get me to read Sandman quite a bit. So it was back then that I'd heard about it, even though this fucking comic has been out since the 80s. Yeah, I mean, it, the first issue came out in, I think, 89. I think it ran from 89 to 96. Yeah. 75-issue run. That's when it was still just DC. And then there was, like, another story, and it was Vertigo at that point. Because I thought I was under the assumption that Neil Gaiman had just written this story Simple, plain. But these characters are all part of the DC universe. They all exist in there. Um, as a matter of fact, there's a small Easter egg in the show kind of showing that. I don't know if you caught it. Oh, you're talking about like the action figures? Yeah, yeah, I saw those. Yeah, because in the comic, um, Joanna Constantine does exist in the comics. Mm -hmm. as her character does in the show. But she is 100% like related to John who exists in the comic as well. Yeah. A lot of people are like, isn't that supposed to be John Constantine? And you know, it was Joanna. Yep. Uh, there's been a few changes from what I've read. There's been minimal changes uh, to the comic for the sake of the show. Like, you know, it's it's definitely, uh, from my knowledge, the comic was already definitely diverse, but it's the show's even more diverse uh, in its casting. Um, but yeah, was, I can't find fault with anything in these ten episodes. No, it was like my favorite bits by far are episode five. The entire diner scene was massively captivating yeah it was uh the 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 fight between dream and lucifer Mwah. oh <laughs> it's so good or the fucking um one of my favorite parts was the oh i just had it in my head oh 
him revisiting his friend every 100 years. God. Yeah, I loved that episode. I think that was the sixth episode. That was the one we were introduced to his sister, Death. Yeah. Who was also one of the endless. Well, she, we were introduced to her in the episode <clears throat> before he does. No, no, you're right. No, you're right. It was a, yeah, because it was, it was like the first 20 minutes was talking to Death. Mm hmm. And then the rest of the episode was him uh, visiting his friend. And I was like, oh, it's so good. So goddamn good. Yeah. Misty, she, you know, I started watching on Sunday, I think it was, or maybe it was Saturday. Yeah, I watched Saturday. I watched three episodes Saturday. And then my plan was to watch three episodes Sunday, three episodes Monday, and finish the last episode Tuesday. That was my plan. I watched three episodes Saturday, and then I spent the entire day Sunday watching the show. I just watched it from start to from, from the the last seven episodes. <clears throat> um, Misty, she had to work. She wasn't really didn't have much interest in it, but she caught episode six, which is the episode about death. She had no idea what was really going on in the story, but there were times, multiple times, I looked over and she is fucking crying. As a casual observer of the show, just catching an episode, and she watched that entire episode, and she was invested in it, and she was crying. That's how well written this story is. Yeah, you can. I think, like personally, I think you could jump into any episode, and it would be its own story to to a point. Not entirely, but to a point. Um, yeah this 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 series this season. Um, felt like two story arcs of the comic. It felt like this would have been two trade paperbacks. Uh, trade paperback is usually five or six issues long. Story arcs usually last around five or six months, and then it, once it's resolved, a new story uh, is picked up. You know, this felt like that. This felt like one series bookended the other. Or one one series, one half of the season bookended the other perfectly well. You know, yeah, there is an overarching plot that encom encompasses all of it, but within that overarching plot, there are stories of their own that are set up just structurally beautifully. Yeah, I was gonna say I I I had to try to watch this over the weekend. Um, so I watched the first five episodes on Saturday and then I watched the, the last five on Sunday and the first five feel like one arc and then the last five feel like a different arc. Yes. Um, um, but there is one central story and that's about, you know, it's about dream regaining his position after being gone for a hundred years. That's the main plot period. Whether that's him gaining his stuff back, whether that's dealing with uh, like himself or certain nightmares, to be vague, the central story is about Dream regaining his status as the king of dreams. And as the king of dreams, everything in the dreaming is something that he created. Yeah. Um, uh, there's. Oh, Gregory the Gargoyle. 
Oh, oh, that was just heart wrenching. Yeah, Cain and Abel, by the way, is fucking funny. The yes. fact that they that's that's their that's their lot for eternity is. I was like, that's 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 clever and really funny. Mm-hmm. But they In got that, Goldie. They got Goldie. He's cute. Yeah, Irving. We'll call him Goldie. <laughs> um. Did you catch though? I know that it's it's obvious in one scene uh, in episode six when he goes to the tavern, the same tavern every year, every hundred years to meet up with his friend. You, you obviously see the William Shakespeare tie-in. Yeah, yeah, which, yeah. Which comes into play. There is a Shakespeare arc in the Sandman that I'm aware of because of a YouTube channel called Comic Tropes. I don't know if you've ever seen it or not, but I feel like I've seen the website, but yeah, I don't not off the top of my head. I don't know. If to... Yeah. Yeah. This guy does excellent breakdowns of, uh, artists, uh, writers, writing styles, art styles, story arcs. Uh, he, he did one on the Sandman last week. Uh, and he didn't focus on the series overall. He focused on one issue, which was his first issue of the comic he ever picked up, which was issue number 19. And it was called A Midsummer Night's Dream. And it was very meta in its presentation. And it shows him meeting Will Shakespeare. And, you know, um, you see him meet Will Shakespeare for the first time in a tavern. But did you notice the first time we're in that tavern in 1389, there was a man who was fucking uh, criticizing his friend Jeffrey's poetry? Yeah. Jeffrey Chaucer. That's well, that was, was Chaucer? That was Chaucer. Wow. No, I did not catch that. No, not at all. Yeah. Yeah. Because Chaucer lived in the mid, uh, early, to, early 1300s to just after 1400. I that did was not, 1389, not. so that was an elderly Chaucer in the tavern. That's hilarious. Did not catch that at all. That's awesome. Yeah. That's Gwendolyn, Gwendolyn, Christ, Gwendolyn Christie is Lucifer Morningstar. Oh, she is delightful. So that was another piece of contention with fans of the comic, by the way casting her as lucifer because lucifer in the comics is the lucifer from dc stories which is the lucifer that's in the show lucifer yeah uh, and so people were really like why don't I just cast that guy as lucifer blah, 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 blah. and i'm like why does it matter it's this this specific adaptation doesn't exist in dc yeah and here's the thing these these entities, for lack of a better term, Morpheus, Death, uh, the Corinthian, Desired, uh, the Corinthian, uh, Galt, you know, Lucifer, these entities can change their forms. There is a scene when you see Morpheus on his way to meet with Lucifer in hell where. Morpheus is greeted by a former lover from his past. And when speaking to her, he is not in his normal emo 
form, she sees him as something completely different. Uh, she sees him as a different person entirely. So these are aspects uh, that they can present to anyone as they choose. So who's to say that Lucifer can't be depicted as a female? Well, that's hell? that's the thing. You know, the 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 endless were created by Neil Gaiman, straight up. Mm-hmm. Like those seven endless are created by him. Lucifer and Cain and Abel and um, uh, those entities do exist elsewhere, but it's con- it's canonical, canonical, that Lucifer can change his appearance. It's in the goddamn Bible that he can change his appearance. Um, so that right there shouldn't even be an argument from anybody. Yeah. Uh, the second thing is that, and I will argue this, the nightmares, unless given the ability, cannot change their shape. So Galt could change her shape. Uh, uh, Corinthian could not. Mm. If he could, he wouldn't wear those glasses all the time. I don't know. That was pretty wild. The Corinthian, that was he was a cool character. Like I think, I think if the Corinthian could change his shape, a he'd be a lot fucking deadlier. But um, B he would he wouldn't he wouldn't have kept those eyes. You mean those mouths? <laughs> it's terrifying. It sucks. It was awesome. But yeah, we're we are not talking about plot points so much or story details so much because we feel that this is a show, or I feel, uh, Greg, pro- we feel that this is a show that is best gone into not having much understanding or background to it as as you know a newcomer. Well, that's that's the that's the craziest part is I've talked to a few people who've read the entire comic and they love the show. They're yeah, like, this is this is how they're, they're like this is how you do an adaptation. Obviously, change what needs to be changed for the sake of it being a TV show, but keep the fucking spirit and and a, and a good chunk of the plot because that, like, the 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 stuff that we loved about the show, the 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 Lucifer um, uh, uh, death fight scene. Um, the, the scene in the in the in the diner the 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 fucking uh, him visiting his friend every hundred years like that's in the comic that's straight up in the comic and I'm glad that they didn't change that I'm glad that they didn't adjust that because that to me is fun but you still have to tell it for the medium that it's in and I have seen more positivity from this show than negativity because the negative is usually some arbitrary like Oh, I don't like it because despair's not naked the whole time. It, it, it. Why the fuck does that matter? It doesn't. Even Neil Gaiman said it doesn't fucking matter. Move on. Yeah. Um, but uh, I'm with you on the fucking. I want to read the comic. Like, I need to fucking put some time in the comic. That looks amazing. I'm going to do a quick search. Uh, it looks like you can get the graphic novels. There are three. There's nine graphic novels. Uh, 
split up into trade paperbacks. I'm sure there's probably a hardbound compendium or omnibus, uh, but looks like you can get them for about $21 on Amazon. Like book one's $20.95, free prime delivery. Book two's $21.41, and so on. Uh, So, wow. Yeah, that. Uh, book three and book four are both twenty eight fifty five twenty eight sixty seven. Uh, there is an omnibus. There's a volume one and volume two. Now those are a hardcover and they're a bit more pricey. Looks like the omnibus volume two is one hundred and thirty five. Uh, so I'm going to assume that the first part is also around that. But yeah. You can get it. Uh, if you're not a big fan of Amazon, you know, check with your local comic shops. I'm sure that uh, my local comic shop, Cavalier Comics, is going to receive a lot of interest in the Sandman. Uh, anytime there's a big comic adaptation, uh, he sees, uh, like the boys, you know, people wanted the boys a lot. Uh, he carries novels. So, of course, when The Witcher came out, he started carrying the Witcher novels and, you know, keeps those in stock uh, to the best of his ability. And they, he sells a lot of them. So, you know what you could also do at your local comic shop is go in, ask if they have it. If they don't ask if they can order it for you. They can always absolutely order it for you as long as it's in print. And that's the thing. Yeah. Uh, that's the thing with things like the Sandman because of their everlasting popularity they're usually always in print. Right. <clears throat> so it's attainable. Definitely. Before you even go to Amazon, I mean, I love the convenience of Amazon, but I'd much rather buy something from my friend Brian. He's, I've been a customer of his since 1995. Always support your local comic shop. <clears throat> that should be always your go-to. It's where I go to get my paints. It's where I go to get my miniatures, you know, um, which is primarily my purchases from up there. But would you believe if I told you that we don't have a decent comic book shop where I live? I'd have to go all the way into Sacramento. I wouldn't surprise me a bit. Uh, we had one. We had one a while ago, but it, it I went under. I don't know why. I, I guess it's not business, but we do have a cards and comics place that's close by, but they don't really sell a lot of comics because uh, uh, Magic the Gathering, Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh is so fucking popular that that's like the primary point of their shop now. Yeah. So you can go in there and get some trades, but it's like only if they have it in stock. Yeah. But uh but yeah, let's go ahead and give a grade to this and then I want to uh, go get food. So this this series a fucking plus. <clears throat> yep, I agree. <laughs> it's it's beautifully woven, it's beautifully told. Uh, beautifully shot, wonderfully acted. Uh, it's the writing; it's masterful. Yep, it is truly a work of art. Yep, it's uh, they do a clever thing with scenes where they give you just enough information to understand what's going on, and then still throw you for a fucking loop. Because they go, well, you understand what they're doing. 
but do you understand what they're doing? And then they do it, and you're like, I didn't get it, but I do now, and it's fucking fun. Oh, so fucking smart. Like, someone was pointing out that Neil Gaiman is, like, 100 years from now is going to go down as one of the greatest writers of all time. And I believe it. I fucking believe it. Oh, yeah. Like, somebody compared, somebody said that uh, him and uh, George R. R. Martin are this gener- generation's um, C.S. Lewis and uh, what was the other writer? I don't remember. But it was two writers that wrote fucking amazing stories at the same time in the same era. And so that's what they're calling them. But I'm, and I was like, I don't know if George R. R. Martin falls in that category. Yeah. I mean, he's a really good writer, but like he takes forever with the story. So, yeah. And before Game of Thrones, according to what I've been told, like his other stories aren't that great. So, anyway, well, why don't we go ahead and, and, and like, yeah, uh, A plus on both shows, both things that we watched. It was a fucking stellar week for, for content. Good lord. I, we also watched, uh, like, I watched uh, the. Um, uh, Uncharted came to Netflix. Yes, yes, I watched that. I watched that Friday morning, or maybe it's it was fun. Saturday morning. God, it was so. Can you think of a better comic book adaptation or comic book? Uh, better video game movie adaptation. Yes. Which one? Uh, Detective Pikachu. I haven't seen it. So. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog. Haven't seen it. Uh, don't get me wrong. Uncharted's not a bad adaptation by any stretch of the imagination, but I, something I did tell my dad is like the difference between this and the games is that by this point in the movie, I was like halfway through, I was like, I'd have killed enough people to fill a, to fill a small village at this point. Oh, that's true. That's true. And, you, and, you uh, kill a lot of people in Uncharted, but it is spiritually identical, spiritually identical to the games, and I fucking loved it. It yeah, they're 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 green so fun. So. Oh, good. Sequel, yeah. yeah, I'm so happy about that. Yeah, it's uh, it was fun. It's a good time. Clearly, borrowing most of their content from three and four. Uh huh. But there's a lot more they can still pull from. There's fucking five games, five Uncharted games they can still pull from. Yeah. So there's still a lot of content to pull, and they can do their own thing for fuck's sake. It's yeah. Uh, what else did I watch this week? There was something else I watched. Oh, the first two episodes of Beavis and Butthead of the new show. Uh, I, I here's the thing: the it is no different than the MTV show. It is the longer form animations are Beavis and Butthead doing something real fucking stupid. But I'd say the funniest bits are them reacting to music videos, if you remember that from back in the day. That was always the best part of the show. Always. Well, they still do that, except it's TikToks and YouTube videos. Oh, God. I'm going to have to check it out. Yeah, like, I won't tell you what they say, but one of the first videos they react to in the first episode is a a guy from prison showing how to make prison tattoos on TikTok. Oh, okay. (laughs) I was legit laughing out loud by myself. And I've told you, I don't usually laugh out loud when I'm alone, because what's the fucking point? You have to really get me to fucking, you know, and so it's clever. It's really fucking, and, and like all of those in both episodes are so fucking funny. 
them reacting to the uh, a music video of uh, BTS. <laughs> or them reacting to an ASMR video. It's so good. You have to watch it. I'll probably check it out after we get done then. I think there's three episodes today. I'm going to double check that right now. But yeah, yeah I think. Um, there was something else I watched. I'm drawing a fucking blank on it, but it doesn't matter. Uh, Must yeah. not have been as memorable. <laughs> Probably not. Um, yeah, I think there's a new episode today. I think I think there is. No, don't show me the fucking episode. I just want. I just want the page. Paramount Plus. <laughs> well, anyway, why um, are that? What are we watching next week? We're going to be watching three things next week, uh, all very short. Uh, the new movie starring Jamie uh, Foxx and um, David, David Franco. Franco. Yeah, David Franco. Um, and the not the not creepy Franco brother. Yes, <laughs> the not one that's not uh, uh, Cuban in any way, shape, or form, but supposed to be played Fidel Castro, which is weird. Um, uh, Day Shift on Netflix. Uh, it's like a vampire comedy sort of thing at least it looks like a comedy it looks like it's gonna be fun who knows it could be absolute shit for all we know but we'll be here to review it for you let you know if it's worth the time uh we're also going to be watching she hulk attorney at law on disney plus which i'm very excited for absolutely i fucking love she hulk um and uh uh the short very short five episode run of uh i am groot on disney plus which is just a series of five shorts following groot when he before he's a teenager, um, which are all collectively less than an hour long, when you watch all five of them. So yeah, I think it takes place between uh, Guardians One and Guardians Two. Yes, it has to. It has to take place then or right before Infinity War. Okay. So because it's it's a it's a it's Baby Groot and B, like. Not to spoil it, but I know that um, Gamora is in the show. So, okay. Uh, but um, like all the Guardians are in one episode of the show, apparently. But the rest of it's just Groot doing his thing, which I assume, again, I don't know, but my assumption for the story is that Groot gets lost on a planet and has a series of small adventures that are funny. And then the Guardians find him and we're all good. So, but it could be something else. I don't know. Fucking, who doesn't love Groot? So, I'm um, going to watch that. Uh, make sure you follow us on all social medias. Um, that's where if we add anything or change something, that's where we'll let you know. We're terrible about doing it. Like, we were going to do the Bill Burr fucking special, but then I was like, I'm not in the fucking mood for this guy's bullshit. So, um, but we didn't let you guys know because we're terrible about that. Uh, but yeah, try, we'll we try. Terrible. We'll try to do, we'll try to keep up with it. Um, but also, uh, uh, oh no, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Um, check out the T Teespring store. You can get uh, some merch with our cartoon faces on it. Um, there's a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, 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 falls coming around the corner, so there's there's hoodies and whatnot. Uh, Summer's still upon us, so you can order like a tank top or or you know some of that regard. Um, but there's also uh, mugs, and I think isn't there a pint glass? I need to double check. There is. Yeah, it is a pint glass. Yeah, so you could have a few drinks with some friends and with our faces. Uh, but yeah, all the proceeds go directly into this podcast, paying for whatever we need to pay for. Um, maybe one day we'll get a sponsor and actually get paid properly for this podcast. 
That's uh, the dream. That's the dream. Uh, to watch the live video of today's podcast, which, you know, is what it is. Um, check out our uh, YouTube channel. Um, I think we put up every we put the new uh, the new episode up a week after it goes up on the podcast server. So, well, I try to do them both the same day. Sometimes I forget. Yeah, I think it's fine. Doesn't really matter. Our YouTube isn't our primary place anyway. No, no, YouTube is a small, extremely small, small, like micro penis, small size of uh, our viewership. We love I you, mean, YouTube viewers, but there's not many of you. There's but not many we would, of I guess maybe I should be on camera more. I don't know. Because I'm, I'm a snack. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sure. Um, if you're looking for more podcasts to listen to, there is a network that we belong to called Nirvana Network, where you can follow a ton of podcasts that do a myriad of things. A uh, bunch of nerds just talking about nerd shit or talking about toys. Uh, is there a and d podcast on Nerdvana? There's not. Mm. I know. Mm, maybe somebody should change that. Not you, just somebody. Oh, God. Um, but yeah, uh, there's, a t- there's a ton of content over on Nerdvana Network. Um, and uh, we're a part of it, so go check that out. Uh, that's it for my notes. Where where Maya, where can folks find you? You can find me on Facebook under my name, Maya Dawn Fisher, which is a public profile. And it also has my Twitter and Instagram accounts linked to it. It's your one-stop shop to follow everything about me. What about you, Greg? Where can people find you? You can follow me on all socials under Chubb Rock Geek. Uh, you can also, um, nope, that's it. That's all I got. I haven't done any reviews on the YouTube channel in a long fucking time. So there are some reviews over there if you want to check them out, but that's it. Um, but yeah, uh, that's Jesus. We don't really have a whole lot going for ourselves other than this podcast right now. <laughs> well, I mean, I've got a lot going on. I just have scaled back on my internet activities. I meant, yeah, I meant like that we can promote. <laughs> yeah. Um, we both are very busy, but other than that. Uh, yeah, guys, again, um, I am Groot, She-Hulk, and Day Shift. Go ahead and watch those. Join us next week. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate you you taking time of your day to, to listen to us yahoos talk about shows um, or movies. Uh, but remember, always remember, fuck the GOP. Fuck the NRA. Donate and help what you can. We'll see you next week. Take care, everybody. <laughs>